With Hashem Salper learning Soita Daflamet Ches, we left off on Daflamet Zayin Omid Beis, two lines in the bottom of the Omid by the Mishnah, and we are beginning the sugya of Birchas Kahanim, which is a very relevant sugya. This is a continuation from the beginning of this Pedic of Elu Ne'emarim, that Birchas Kahanim cannot be said B'chol Lashayim, B'loshayinam, Birchas Kainim needs to be articulated Dafke in Lashin HaKodesh. So it begins the Mishnah like this. Birchas Kainim Kate said exactly what is Birchas Kainim. How is it said? So here we are differentiating between how it's said Bimedina. The word Medina here means any place outside the Beis Hamikdash. That Bimedina Oimer Oisa Shalish Brachis. It said in three stanzas. It's said in three brachas, look inside the Rashi, at the end of the second to last line, Shemaf Sikin HaKoyhanem Bein Pasuk L'Pasuk V'Oinin HaTzibur Amen. In other words, the words of Birchas Kohanim is said everywhere the same. The question is, why are we calling it three brachas? Because Yivarechecha and Yoed and Yisa, outside the Beis Amikdash, were interrupted by everyone answering Amen. People said Amen. So that separated the Yivarechacha from the Yair and the Yair from the Yisa. However, Uba Migdash, but in the base of Migdash, it was said, Bracha Achas, meaning that there was no interruption in middle. Why? Says Rashi, the end of the last line, important. Because they didn't say Amen in the base of Migdash. There were times that they used to say, Baruch. Hashem, Elikei Yisrael, Min Oilam Ad Right, we had that before together. But the word Amen was not said in the Beis HaMikdash. And if anything is going to be said in between the three Pesukim, it has to be Amen. You don't say Amen. So the Kahanim gave one straight. They said all of the words of Birchaz Kahanim. And the Ein Sarach Kanshum, Hefsek, V'hachem Efanash B'Gemar. Get back in the Mishnah. So now that the Mishnah spoke out one difference between the Medina and the Migdash, so continues the Mishnah and at Lohair, just to be aware of the Seder of the Mishnah, the Medina, the Migdash. Now we're going Migdash, but Migdash, that whenever they said Hashem's name, right? So, the name of Hashem is said a few times in Birchas Kahanim. So they, they pronounced it the way it's written, says Rashi, the Yudke is very important because the Yudke doesn't always mean the Shem Hamafaydash, or let's word it differently. The words in Chazal of Shem Hamafaydash, the explicit name, doesn't only mean Yudke Vavke. Sometimes Shem Hamafaydash, we had that together, there was a name of Hashem that has 12 letters that was forgotten. Then there's the name of Hashem that has 42 letters. And there's the name of Hashem that has the Ayin Beis, the Shem Ab, 72 letters. And, and we know though in Rashi, in, in, in the, we learned in Rashi what the Shem Ab is, the three psukim somewhere right before Kriyas Yamsov. So you take those three psukim and you take the first letter of one Pasuk and the, and the last letter of the second Pasuk and the first of the third Pasuk and you make these triplets of letters. That's not Shem Yudke Vavke. So Kirsove means, Pasha, that they read out Hashem's name of Yudke Vavke the way it's written. And as Hasidus explains that whenever there is a disconnect between the Kri and the Ksiv, between the speaking is revelation. So whenever Hashem is not revealed, so His name cannot be revealed. So you speak out His name, we speak it out in the shame of Adnus, Al of Dalit, that God is a master. But in the Beis Hamikdash, where there was a full revelation of Hashem, so if Hashem is revealed, so His name is revealed, Pashat, it's spoken out loud. So there they mentioned Hashem's name, Kirsavai. However, Bamedina, but outside the Beis Hamikdash, Bikinuyoi. We have an alternative uh, pro- uh, pronunciation, as Rashi says, the Aleph Dalit name of Hashem. I'm just pointing out the order in the Mishnah. So it's not Bamedina, Bamigdash. It began Bamedina, Bamigdash. Now we had Bamigdash, Bamedina. Now we go back to the Medina. It's like we're, we're picking up where we left off from. Outside the base of Migdash, the Kahanim who have to raise their palms or raise their hands. They do that, but they pick up their hands up until the height of their shoulders and not higher. 
Ubamigdash, they pick up their hands, Al on top of their heads. And let's read out Tadashi. At the end of the second line in the top, beginning in the third white line, Uba Migdash says Rashi, Lamaila Mirashayam, why? Since they are speaking out Hashem's name, and that adds to the Shekhinah that will rest, Lamaila Mikishri Edzbaisayam, on top of their fingers or on top of their joints. So since the Shekhinah is resting on top of their hands, they take a pick up their hands above their heads. Bechal, we have in the Zohar a very big power of what happens to a person when they pick up their hands above their head in prayer. It, it draws down a very strong power of Hashem. And we should only do that when we're davening something very powerful. If not, it's almost you're drawing down an energy for nothing. It's a disrespect. Now, there are two ways of lifting up one's hands, just for a demonstration. There's lifting up one's hands where the palms are facing up. And that is normally a, a lifting up of the hands that people do when they're praying for themselves, as if we're receiving something. And then there's the lifting up of the hands when the palms are facing out, it says in the Zoyar. That's when a person is trying to channel a blessing that's coming through them to something outside of them. Which is taka, when we bless, you know, we put our hands on the heads of our children with our palms facing down. And that's the position of the Kahanim, that they lift up their palms with their, with the, their hands with the palms facing down. The only question is, should it go above their heads or not? So the Mishnah is saying that in the Beis Hamikdash they lifted it above their heads. However, chutz gadol, not the kain gadol. Why not? He's not allowed to pick up his hands above the tzitz. The tzitz was one of the eight garments of the kain gadol. It was a golden plate that was resting on the kain gadol's forehead, and on it was engraved Hashem's name, Kodesh. Lashem, we learned, I think, in Yuma the Machlaikas Tanoim exactly how it was written. Was Hashem written on the top? Was it written in one line? And if I'm not mistaken, Kodesh Nach was written on the bottom line in smaller letters, and then La Hashem became big. So since you had Hashem's name written, it's not respectful for your hands to go above the tzitz. Ask all the Mepharshim, what's with the tefillin? The tefillin has Hashem's name written many times. The answer is the tefillin, Hashem's name is written, but it's covered with the bottom. It's not exposed. So it's not disrespectful. The tzitz had Hashem's name written out. So the Kohen Gadol cannot lift his hands above the tzitz, says Rebbe Yehuda, no. Af Kohen Gadol, It's not disrespectful. He's lifting his hands as disrespect, the opposite. He's pronouncing Hashem's name. He's drawing down the Shekhinah. He's doing a mitzvah. How is that disrespect? He can pick up his hands, period. The Shenemar doesn't go on Abi Yehuda. The Shenemar is the Mishnah trying to prove, according to everyone, from where do we know that you have to have Nesiyas Kapayim? How do you know that when the Kain says the blessing, he has to pick up his hands? Shenemar, because it says, and this Pasuk is not written in Birchaz Kahanim. Birchaz Kahanim is written over there in Nasai. The Seder of what we're learning. So you have by the V, that big reading. So you have Saita. Then you have Nazar, which is like why we had in the Gemara the question, why wasn't it reversed in the Seder and the Mishnayis? And at the end of that reading, we have Birchaz Kahanim. It doesn't say to pick up his hands. So the Mishnah says like this, in Parsha Shemini, at, on the eighth day, on the Shemini Lameluyim, the first day that Aaron was doing the service in the Beis Amikdash as the Kohen Gadol, so it says that after he offered up the karbanis, he was standing on top of the Mizbeach. Before he went down from the Mizbeach, it says, Vayisa Aaron es Yadav. Aaron picked up his hands, El Ha'am, towards the people, Vayivarchem, and he blessed them. So we have a hekish that since we see that when Aaron blessed the people on top of the Mizbeach, and we will see, what did he say? He said, Birchas Kohanim. And over there it says that he lifted up his hands. So Mikan, any time a coin is going to say Birchas Kahanim, he should have what we call Nesias Kapayim. He should lift his hands. The only question is, up until what point? Nothing. I just said that Shenemar has nothing to do with the Rabbi Yehud and the Tanakama as how high. The Shenemar goes on both of them. How do we know that you have to have Nesias Kapayim? It's written by Shmini Lemeluim. End of the Mishnah. Now, we're going to learn many important dinim of Birchas Kahana. Begins the Gemara. Tanana Banan, we learned in Abrais. When it says the words koi, so, like this, 
you should give a bracha. So koi means like this in Lashon Kaidish. And we just had this on Taflamet Gimelamad Aleph. When we had the Machlaikas in the Mishnah between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim regarding Chalitza, if you remember. From where do we know that Chalitza has to be said by Lashon Kaidish? Is it Va'ansa Va'amra, Va'anu Va'amru, Va'anu by the Leviyim? Or Rabbi Yehuda says, Eino Tzarech. Because it says over there, Kacha, Kacha Yasa Le'ish. Aida Chachamim asked the Gemara, what do you do with the Kacha? They don't learn Vulashan uh, Kaidish. Kacha, the Rabbanan says that the Dover Shuhu Maisa, that the spitting and the removing of the shoe is Ma'akev, is essential. And what about Rabbi Yehuda? So Rabbi Yehuda says, Koi Kacha. The Chachamim said, Ah, Koi Kacha Loi Mashmaluhu. Now we're going to see the other side of this coin. That it says koi, koi means Lashon Kaidish. So says the Braisa Ato Aymer, koi means Lashon Kaidish. Or maybe, no, like this you should bless in any language. So Nehmar Khan Koi Sivarchu and the Nehmar Lahalon, Elu Yamdu And now we're going back again to the Brachas and the Klalais. And there we know it has to be Bulashan Kaidish. Again, Machlikistanaim, how do we know it? In the Mishnah we had, we learned that, the Braisa said, we learned that from the Koil Ram from Harsinai. So, Malahala Bulashan Kaidish, Agam Lashan Kaidish. That's according to the Chachamim. The Chachamim don't understand Koi meaning Lashan Kaidish. It's old, it's Kavaldic, it's consistent. So, Chalitza is from a Gazeta Shava. They know that it has to be Bulashan Kaidish from Elo Yamdulavarech. It's Agzeda Shava from, from the Brachas and Klolis. However, Rabbi Yehuda, Lishitasai, says, no, Koi itself means like this in Lashon Kodesh. I don't need Agzeda Shava. Harehu Oimer, Koi. Koi Sivarcho means, Period. Next Brachas, next thing. Tanya Idach. Koi Sivarcho, like this you should bless, says the Brachas, Ba'amida. The kahanim have to stand. Now, by the way, there's a big machlekes rishonim whether birchas kahanim is only on the kahanim or is birchas kahanim also on the people. We'll get to that in a moment. Was are we, the Yisraelim, obligated to receive the blessing from the kahanim? Of course, it's a great thing to get a blessing, but is there an obligation to get a, a big? The, the ritva from our sugya proves that it's a brach on everyone. Now, even according to the ritva that there is a mitzvah on the Yisraelim to bench some of these dinim that we're learning now is only on the Kahanim. For example, the Amidah that the Kahanim need to stand is only on the Kahanim. So if there is a Kayan that cannot stand for whatever reason, he doesn't go up to the Duchen. He doesn't give Virchas Kahanim. If a Yisrael in the community is unable to stand, he doesn't have to leave the room. This Amidah, Lukula Alma, goes only on the Kahanim. How do you know Bamidah? So asks the Braisa, Ato Emir Bamidah, you're telling me, Koi, like this means standing. Maybe it's only Biyashiva, maybe even sitting. So Nehmar Khan Koi Sivarchu, and again, and it says by the Brachis and the Klolois of Gerizim and Har Eval, the Torah uses the words Eleyamdu Levarech, and we just had the Gzairish of it before. So, Malahalan Ba'amidah, Afkan Ba'amidah. Comes along Rebbe Nassan and he says, I do not need the Gzairish Why? Now look at this. Now we're quoting a Pasik in Parshas Ekev. And there the Pasik reads that, Bo'eis ha'hi hivdel Hashem ashevet levi, Lo'seis esharoim b'ris Hashem, La'amoid lifnei Hashem. That the tribe of Levi, they were separated and chosen to stand in front of Hashem, to serve Hashem, and to bless using God's name. So here we have a comparison between the bracha, birchas kahanim, and service. So says the b'raisa, just like mishares ba'amida, all of the avoid of the kahanim needed to be done while they're standing. How do you know that they have to serve standing? So the answer is, Now if you don't look up the psukim, it sounds like a gavaldic piece of gemara, but there's a huge question here. The words la'amoid l'sharis is not from the pasuk that we just quoted. We just quoted the pasuk in Parshas Ekev. And in that pasuk it says, la'amoid lifnei Hashem. It already says to stand. La'amoid lifnei Hashem l'sharisoy ulevarach b'shmai. Right, so the gemara could have said, u'mishares gufay min alon. It says La'amait. The Gemara doesn't quote the Pasuk in Ekev. Here we're quoting a Pasuk in Pasha Shoftim. 
There it says, Hashem, who uvanov kol hayomim. So Rabbi Kiva Eger in the Gil and Hashas asks this question. Why does the Brais have to bring La'amid Lashanas from Shaiftim when you just quoted the Pasik in, 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 in Akiv that there you have the words La'amid Lifnei Hashem? From the many answers to the question is that in the Pasik and Pasha's Akiv is speaking Lifnei Hashem. In other words, in the Beis Hamigdash. So if we only would have had the Pasik in Akiv, one might have thought. That when do the Kahanim have to stand when they give Birchas Kahanim? Only when they give it in the Beis Amigdash. The question is, how do you know that even outside the Beis Amigdash, Kahanim have to stand when they give the Birchas Kahanim? So for that we have a better Pasik in Shreiftim. There the Pasik is not speaking about Lifnei Hashem. There it says La'amoid. La'amoid L'Shadis. Takashadis is only in the Beis Amigdash, but since it doesn't say Lifnei Hashem, it's easier to use this Pasik that whenever there's birchas kahanim, it has to be la'amoid, ba'amido. Tanya idich will learn another b'raisa, k'isivarchu. Like this, you should bless, says the b'raisa, you know, like this, b'nesius kapayim, with raised hands. One thing is very clear. We can't learn more than one din from one pasuk or from one word. We're going to learn so many b'raisas. K'isivarchu, k'isivarchu means din number one, din number two, din number three. We're not learning this from the extra words. We have a Torah Shabal Peh. We, we know how Birchas Kahanam should be given. Now that we know that there are many, many dinim, so now we know the Taich, that when Hashem says, like this, you should bless, what does so mean? So means all of these dinim. It has to be Belashon Kaidish, it has to be Bamida, it has to be Benesius Kapayim. They have to lift their hands, lift their palms, and the Braisa says, Maybe they can bless without lifting their hands. So this Braisa is bringing the same pasuk we had in our Mishnah, and it says, "By the Shmini Lemeloyim, when Aaron was finished offering the korbanos on the mizbech, on the mizbech he gave the bracha of Ayisa Aharonis Yadov El Ha'am Vayivarchem Malahalon." It says Vayisa the Vayivarchem was the Birchas Kahanim. So just like when he gave the Birchas Kahanim on the mizbech on the eighth day. On the first day that he was doing the Avaida on Ashkhaidish Nisan, he did it while he was Benesius Kapayim, while he was lifting his hands. Afghanesius Kapayim. So the Braisa says, when, we, when they taught this Gezeri Shava, Kashilele Rabbi Yenison, Rabbi Yenison asked, Ima Lahalon, Koin Gadol. One second, you're learning it from that case. Who was the one that lifted his hands? Only the Koin Gadol. And when did he lift his hand? Only on Ashkhaidish. And when did he lift his hands? Only when he was doing the Avaidah. So why don't we say, you know, when a coin has to give Birchas Kahanim, Benesias Kapayim, if it's the coin Gadol, on Ashkhaidish in the Beis Amigdash. But what about a coin in the Beis Amigdash? Or even the coin Gadol not in the Beis Amigdash? Or everyone today? Not we have a coin Gadol yet. Not we have the Avaidah yet. Not that it's given on Ashkhaidish, as we'll read soon from the Ramah, Minagash Kanazim, that we only give Birchas Kahanim on the Yomim Toivim. Why do we have to have Nesiyas Kapayim? Why don't we say, Afkan only Kain Gadol, Ashkhaidish, and Avaidah Sibur? Question. So comes along Rav Nasan, and Rav Nasan will answer the question of Rabbi Yenasan by saying that I, Bechlal, don't need the Gezeir Shava. If we only would have had the Gezeir Shava, you would have had a good question. You want to compare one case to the other. The case B has to be just like case A. But A, we don't need the Gzader Shava because since it says, and now we are reiterating the Pasik that we brought from Parsha Shoftim, La'amoid Lishadez Bishem Hashem, Hu Uvanov Kol Hayamim, Hu Uvanov Kol Hayamim. So Makish Banov Loi, Ah, him and his children forever. So whatever Aaron Akain does, his children have to do. Mahu, just like when the Kain Gadol does Birchas Kahanim, Benesius Kapayim, Avbanov Benesius Kapayim. Ah, you want to ask, one second, okay, but let it only be on Ashkhaidish. No, it says Kol Hayamim, all the days. All the days, meaning Sai, Roshchaidish, and Nat. And Kalayamim sadly also means both when there is a Beis Amigdash and when there's no Beis Amigdash. If there's no Beis Amigdash, Birchas Kahanim is not done in conjunction with the Avaidah. And by the way, there's a Machlekes Rishonim. According to Rambam, if I'm not mistaken, in the Beis Amigdash, the Birchas Kahanim was given in the morning once a day after the Taman Shal Shachar. It's always connected to Avaidah Tzibur, but it's done once a day. If I'm not mistaken, Toysavis and other Rishonim learn 
Right? Bichas Kahanim was given after every Shemona essay. So it was given after the morning. It was given after the, 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 the Mincha. And when there was Musaf, it was given after Musaf. Now, in the Beis HaMikdash, there was no Shemona essay. Even though we, there was a Shemona essay, but the, the Avodim, after the carbon. You know, it's connected to Avodah Sib. Today, that tefillah, the Makim Karban is Tiknum. So today, as we'll see in a moment, we give the Bichas Kainim during the Shemona Asri. The question is when? So everyone gives it in the morning. By Shachris like the Rambam. The question is, do you give it in the afternoon? So it turned out to be that being that people eat and drink during the day, unlike Shachris that cannot be davened before people eat and drink, and there's a fear that people might be shikr, and if a Kayin is shikr, God forbid, he can't do the Avoidam. So whenever we have a day that one is allowed to eat and drink, there we don't give Birchas Kainim in any other place other than in Shachris. Vo'oid, even on Simchas Torah, we don't even give it in Musaf. Because people make Kiddush between Shachras and Musaf, and we don't give Birchas Kainim B'Shichrus. But on a fast day, it's given in the afternoon. Given, just to clarify, again, we're going to read that Amon's side in a moment, that we, our minig is Ashkenazim. The Kahanim only give it on Yantif. But they instituted in the Shemana Esrei that the, that the Shliach Tzibur, or the Chazan, he adds, right? He adds a Lekein of and he says, he, he says the words, and ultimately he, he says the words that the Kain used to give. That is something that we say in Shachrus, and we don't say in Mincha. When do we say it in Mincha? When there's a fast day. Because in a fast day, the Kahanim can give their bracha. They're not drunk. And again, Lashita Stoisvis, that Birchas Kahanim in the Beis Hamikdash wasn't only given in Shachrus, it was given also. But after every Avoidas Tzibur, and now the Iskish Bracha Lashirus, outside the base of Mikdash, right? Tiny that we learned in Abraisa, Koisavarchus Bene Israel, this, like this, so you should bless. What does that mean? Bishem Hamafoidish with Hashem's explicit name, like Rashi said, Yutke and Vavke. Maybe it was pronounced with an alter, alternative. Pronunciation. So Talmud Leimer, when it says at the end of Birchas Kohanim that the Samu Eshmi, you should put my name, Shmi Hamayuchadli, the name that I, my my unique name. What's Hashem's unique name? Yudkei Vavkei. Unlike the Shem Adnus, Shem Adnus can be given to a human being, as we have in the Torah, and it's not disrespectful. Sometimes a person can be called my master, and it's not a Shem Kodesh. But Yudkei Vavkei is only a Shem Kodesh. Now, one might think that if that's what Hashem meant when He said, like this, you should bless, maybe even outside the base Hamigdosh, only the Kahanim can pronounce this name while they are giving the Birchas Kahanim. So, no. And it says, by the Karbonois, in reference to the Beis Hamikdash, Lasum Eshmi Sham, that my name will be there in the temple. Ah, Malahalon Beis Abchira, Afkan Beis Abchira. So you have a Gzeir Shava, Birchas Kahanim from the Beis Hamikdash comes along Rabbi Yoshia, and he says, I don't even need the Gzeir Shava. Harehu Oimer it says, Bechol Mokim Asher Asker Eshmi. This is a pasuk at the end of Parshas Yisrael. After the Torah recorded for the first time that Sarah Sadibris, that Hashem says, in any place, in all places that my name will be mentioned, of Lecha, I will come to you and bless you. So asks the Gemara, or the Braisa asks, in any place, can we evoke God's name in every place? We know we cannot, as we explained. Speaking out Hashem's name can only be done where Hashem is revealed. That's speech. Speech is revelation. Hashem is not revealed outside the Beis HaMikdash. Ela mikrazem is sodos. The, the, the Pasuk is uh, reversed or mixed up. And you have to read it like this. In old places that I am revealed when I bless you, and where is Hashem revealed only in the Beis HaMikdash, only there ask it Hashem. And where is Hashem Revealed when he blesses us only in the base Abchira, only in the base Amigdash, Mishkan or base Amigdash, and only Sham Askirashim in the base Abchira. Now, we have here a Gavaldika thing. In other words, the question, the Machlik is Tanoim, where do we learn Shem Hamafaydish? Is it hinted to in the words Koi? Or does it come from Yisra? It's very relevant. Because the question is, is mentioning Hashem's name, Shem Hamafaydish, is that a din in Birchas Kahanim? Or is that a din in the base Amigdash? So according to the Tanakhama, it's a din in Birchas Kahanim. Now, is Birchas Kahanim really like this? Shem HaMafayrish. 
But there is a side uh, problem. Outside the base Amigdash, you can't say Hashem's Shem Hamafoydish. But you're not giving the full Birchas Kahanim. According to Rabbi Yeshia, using the Shem Hamafoydish has nothing to do with Birchas Kahanim. Birchas Kahanim is Bolashem Kaidish. Birchas Kahanim is, 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 is Bamida. Birchas Kahanim is Benesias Kapayim. Shem Hamafoydish has nothing to do with Birchas Kahanim. It's a din of the base Amigdash. So now that unfortunately we don't yet have the base Amigdash, at least we don't lose anything in the Birchas Kahanim. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with Bechal Mokim, that God has revealed. There you say, Hashem's Yudke Vavke Nehim. Tanya Yidich, we learned in Abraisom. Koisavarchos B'nai Yisrael. And just to add another thing, that in Toisvis, here, Harei Oymer Bechal Mokim, Toisvis asks, that we learned in Yuma, that from the times of Shimon Tzadik, Hashem's name was not even articulated in the Beis Amigdosh. Again, just to clarify that. In other words, the, the, what we learned in Yuma, that after Shimon Tzadik's Hashem's name was not spoken out, or maybe once in a while someone spoke it out, a coin, and other kahana made noise, no one should hear it, that was the shame of Yud Bezoisius, or the shame Ab, or the shame Ab. But Yud Kevavke was always said in the Beis Amigdosh. Okay, Tanya Yidach, second line in the wide lines in Daflam We learned in another Braisa, Koisiv Archos B'nei Yisrael, like this, so you should bless the Jewish people. Ainli Ella B'nei Yisrael. Ah, like this, you should bless the B'nei Yisrael. What's going to happen if there's a community that is only comprised of Gadim? Or if there's a group only of women? Or only of slaves that were emancipated? Canaanite slaves that were freed that now have a din of Gadim. And sometimes when the Torah uses the words B'nei Yisrael, it does not include Gadim, Nashim and Avadim. So can the Kayin give a blessing to only Nashim, Avadim, and Gadim? So Talmud Loimar, is there an obligation? Oh, is there an obligation on the coin to give it? Can he give it? If, if it says, if it says, Dabed al-Bnei Yisrael, Koisiv Archa is B'nei Yisrael, maybe they're not B'nei Yisrael. So answers the Gemara, Omar Lohem, that the word Lohem is completely extra. Why Omar Lohem, you already said, Koisiv Omar Lohem is Lohem Lukulu to anyone. If they're a Yid, including any category of a Jew, then there's a mitzvah on the coin to give them a blessing. Tanya Idach, we learned in another Braisa, Koisivarchu, like this, you should bless. What does that mean? Panim, Kineged Panim. It has to be a blessing face to face. And as Rashi points out, that when the Kahanim go up to the platform, before they articulate the blessing, they daven to Hashem that they should give the bracha properly. And when you daven to Hashem, you face Yerushalayim. So the Kahanim, Davka, are facing, by us, we have the Aron Kodesh where we have the Sifri Torah in front of the shul, when they go up to the Duchen, they're facing the Aron Kodesh. So you might have thought that they are facing the Aron Kodesh, give the bracha facing the Yerushalayim, facing the Aron Kodesh. Kodesh means that they have to turn around and face the people. So it has to be Panim, El Panim. And by the way, here is where the Ritva proves that the mitzvah is also on the recipients. Because Panim, El Panim, when you have two people speaking to each other, if there is an obligation for it to be face to face, that obligation is both on the giver and on the receiver. Just like the kahanim have to face the people, the people have to face the kahanim. It's a mitzvah of panim, help keneged panim. panim, panim. How do you know that? Maybe it's panim keneged oirif. Maybe the kahanim are facing Yerushalayim. So they have their backs towards the people. So that's why it says, Again, we're not learning two dinim from the same word. We can't do that. We have an oral tradition how it should be given. So now we know that when Hashem says Omar Lahem, He meant many things. Omar Lahem is Ka'adam Ha'oimer Lechaveroi. Ah, now over here we learn a din. That when the Braisa adds Ka'adam Ha'oimer Lechaveroi, the Braisa meant to say, it's like when one person speaks to the other, they have to face them. But here we also have the words Omar, that Birchas Kahanam has to be spoken and cannot be written. So there's a din of Amira when it comes to Birchas Kahanam. The words like this you should bless means in a loud voice. So says the Braisa, maybe it means silently. So tell them like a man speaking to his friend. That he has to speak, he doesn't have to shout, but it has to be words that are spoken. Says the Gemara Amar Abayim. 
So, Atkan Tanoim. Now we're beginning with Amoyroim. Abaye says that Noktinon, we have a tradition. That Lishnaim Koira Kahanim. That only if two Kahanim go up to the platform, does someone announce Koihanim Ula Echad. But if one Koyan goes up to the platform, then the announcer does not say Koyan. Why? Because it says Amoyr Lohem. Tell them, tell them is hinting not only that the Kahanim should tell the people, that the Makri should speak to them, the Kahanim, and to two or more, not to one. Now let's clarify something. Today it's a whole different situation. When, in Abayah's times, there wasn't Elokeinu Velokeinu. That entire paragraph that we add after we finish the Chalachayim, before Simshalim, was not said. So he finished. And whenever Birchas Kahanim was given, someone announced just the words, Kahanim. So on that, Abayah says, Dafke Kahanim. If there's only one Kayan because of the words, Lohem, Lohem means plural. But today, all of the priests can say, since, anyways, the Baltfila, the Shliach Tzibur, the Chazan, is saying, Hamshuleshes, by the way, it's Borcheinu Bambracha Hamshuleshes Kama. Bless us with the triple blessing. The triple blessing is like it says in the Mishnah. There are three omens. Yevarechecha, Yoer, Yisa. We shouldn't say Borcheinu Bambracha Hamshuleshes Batayda. Because Birchas Kahanim is not written three times in the Torah. It's written one time in the Torah, in Parshas Nasi. So Borcheinu Bambracha Hamshuleshes. Bless us with the triple blessing. Batayda Aksuval Deimayshavdecha. So now that we say, and in there we say the words, so the way we apply a biased din is like this. The Shliach Tzipit is always going to say it. Even if there's only one coin going up, we always say, means the Baltfila says, with all of the words, including the words, but he won't say it loud. He'll say it when we don't give Ashkenazim, not Yantiv. When, when the Kohanim are not giving it, then the Baltfila says it loud. He says that prayer loud and Yivarecha loud. But whenever we are having the merit to receive the Bracha from the Kohanim, so even when there's more than one Kohen, the Elokeinu Velekeavisenu was said silently by the Baltfila. Etc. And then he says the words, Koi Hanim. He says that word loud only when there's two Kahanim or more. Now, now what Rabchizda says, it was not accepted in Allah. Rabchizda says, Naktinon, that you know who should call out Koi Hanim, only a Koi. And according to Rabchizda, again, we're going to the times that they, they didn't have a Lekein of a Lekein in the Sidurim. That was not part of the Nusach. When Kahanim gave their Bracha, after the Baltfila finished the bracha, before he began Sim Shalom, someone called out Kohanim. So Abaye says you can only call out Kohanim if there's Kohanim, two or more. Rabchizda says the Baltfila should not be the one doing it unless the Baltfila is a Kohen. If the Baltfila is not a Kohen, another Kohen should call out. Only a Kohen can call out Kohanim. But Yisrael doesn't call out Kohanim because it says, Omoir lohem, meaning Amira turning the Amid, Mishalohem tehei, only they can call out Kaihanim. And the Gemara says the halach is like Abaya. And again, we talk a Paskin like Abaya. Only that, being that we say So we say it, even if there's only one Kayan, but the Baltfila says it Balachash. The whole thing. But the Lazilchasakavasidabhizda, we don't need a Kayan calling out Kaihanim. Take it the way we do it today. Even if you have a, a, a non-Koyin being the Baltfila, he will say, Koyhanim, he'll call out Koyhanim. Okay, now the Gemara continues with many statements made by the great Amayr Rab Shishob and Levi. And Simon, we have a mnemonic to remember the following statements. Misave, a desire, Lebracha, to the blessing. Duchan means a platform. Avoid is the service, Kais is a cup, Makit is to recognize, Nehenna means to benefit, and Be'eglen a calf. 
So these are mnemonics to remember the flow of the following statements of Rabbi Yishuab and Levi. One of them is actually a double statement. So let's begin. Omar Rabbi Yishuab and Levi. These are Gavaldika words. From where do we know that Hashem desires Birchas Kahanim? And as we learn, as Hasidus emphasizes, that all of creation ultimately is to meet a desire of God. And reading inside Rashi, and those who don't have this uh, tradition, those who are not exposed yet to Torah HaKabbalah have a very hard time with this concept. Our mitzvahs are for God. And Belash and Rashi here, look inside the top line, the Samu Hashemi, Tola HaKosav HaDover Bohem, Liyoiz Brachazu Simas Shemoi Al Amoi. V'loi Asohat Tzoyrech Yisrael, Birchaz Kahanim is not primarily to fulfill a Jewish need. It's not for our need. Ella, look inside the words of Rashi. It's Tzoyrech Mokim. It's, and that goes to a general uh, uh, question. Are mitzvahs tzoyrach gavoya, tzoyrach makam or not? And we say absolutely. The mitzvahs are kaviyachal, God's need. How is it God's need? These are the words of Chazal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu God has a taiva. God desires for the birchas kahanim. Shalem as it says, V'somu eshmiel b'nei Yisrael v'nei avorachim. So that we have the tamis ava. What was the next mnemonic? Bracha. So what's the bracha of Amr Abishob and Levi? When a coin gives the bracha, he himself is blessed. However, if he doesn't give the bracha, he's not blessed. Shenemar, as it says, and we're going to the beginning of Lech Lecha, clear that those who bless will be blessed by God. <coughs> Why didn't we bring the Pasik Va'aniya Varachim? asks Rashi. Doesn't it say at the end of Birchas Khanim, Vasamu Ashmiya Bane Yisrael, Va'aniya Varachim? So Rashi brings some Khulan, Amachlaikis Rabbi Shmol and Rabakiva, who the Va'aniya Varachim goes on. So according to Rabbi Shmol, Va'aniya Varachim goes on the Kahanim. And if that would have been the case, then he would not have brought the Avavarcham Avarachekah. How do we know that the Kahanim get a bracha? Because it says, I, God, will bless the Kahanim. But being that the Rashi brings the Rabbi Kiva from Chulun, who learns, means that Hashem will bless the people through the Kahanim. It doesn't go on the Kahanim. It goes on the recipients of the Birchas Kahanim. So how do the Kahanim get a bracha? For that, the Gemara here brings, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Next. Next was Duchan. What's the Duchan? If a coin does not go up to the platform, as was in the base on Mikdash, that the Kahanim gave the Bracha from a higher place, and we'll learn exactly what was the platform. Some opinions hold that, as we'll learn in Midois, that there were many steps in the temple area that the Kahanim stood on some of those steps. There is another opinion in Midois that the, there was actually a special platform built for the Birchas Kahanim outside the Beis Hamikdash and many shuls in front of the Aron Kodesh. There is a platform. If there is such a platform, it's not like we think that how can I put my back to the Aron to the to the Sifrei Torah. So we're, we're careful. When we walk out of a shul, many people walk out facing the Aron Kodesh, not to show the back to the Aron Kodesh. Here, they get up on the platform. There's no disrespect for it. They're fulfilling the mitzvah, panim, el panim, to bless the people. So to face the people, they have to put their backs, but they're not putting the backs to the Aron Kodesh. They're putting the faces towards the people. And if a coin doesn't do it, on the platform, he violates three positive commandments. Where do we have three positive commandments? It's not the three brachas. In Birchas Kahanim it's, uh, itself, it says, in Parshas Nasai, you have the words, like this, you should bless. He's not doing the Kaisevarchu. You have also the words, and the third is, Rav Omar says, that if a coin doesn't go up, for Birchas Kahanim, it's not only he's violating three positive commandments, but we suspect why isn't he doing it? He might not be a kosher kohen. If he's receiving other benefits of being a kohen, he's being called first to the Torah, take away that benefit from him. Why didn't he go up to the Duchen? Aha! It must be that he knows that he's not qualified because his lineage is tainted. Says the Gemara that Rabbi Shua ben Levi is not arguing with Rav. 
Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi didn't mention it because had the solik leprakim. If the coin goes up every now and then, that proves that the coin is not saying I'm a ben Gerusha ben Chalutza. I'm going up. You don't go up every time. Every time you don't go up, you violated three mitzvahs. But Harav was speaking about a koyin, the loisalik leprakim. He doesn't even go up every now and then. He never goes up. If he never goes up, then you suspect that the koyin is taka not a koyin, or he is a koyin with a tainted lineage. Let me just read right now from the Shulchan Aruch. Like, why don't we do it today? Every time by Shachas to give it a bichas kahanim. So in Orachayim, Simen Kuf Chav Ches, Seif Katan Mem Dalit. Reading from the Machaber. The Machaber says, Koyen, Afal Pishu Panoi, Noises Kapov. In other words, he doesn't have to be married to give Rechas Koyanim. A Koyen who's single can still give Rechas Koyanim. Says the Ramah Hagah. First of all, the Yesh Oimrim, the Eino Noise Kapov, that a Koyen who's not married should not do him. There are those who say that. Why? Because the Hashari Buloy Isha, a person who's living without. With outside of marriage, simcha is not living with joyfully. And how does joy come into the picture? Joy is all of the picture. The one who blesses has to be in a state of joy. And therefore, adds the Ramah, Vinahagu, our Minigiz, Shanoise, Kapov, Afapisha, and Inosoi. The Minigiz, it brings from a Martchai that even if you're not married, you can somehow be besimcha. If a person says, I am not feeling joy, I'm not married, I don't want to do him, we're not going to protest against him. Let him not be in the shul. And now adds that in all of these countries that we call Ashkenaz, Europe, that we only do in the shul on yantiv. Why? Because then does everyone experience the joy of yantiv? And only when you are of a good heart can you bless. Okay, back into Gemara. Now, this is a second statement of Rabbi Shoban Levi, still in the mnemonic of Duchan. No, no, that's now we're learning the din of Avoida. What does Avoida mean? That if the coin did not go up while the Baltfila was davening the part, the bracha called Avoida, which is the bracha that begins with Ritzei, which ends, Hamachzer Shuv can no longer go up. Clarifies Rashi, it's not that the Kayan has to be on the platform. When you begin the Bracha of Ritzei, says Rashi, The Kayan has to be there, or he has to start moving, as we'll clarify in a moment, before the Baltfila ended the Bracha of Ritzei. And as it says, going back to the Shmini Lomeluyim, Vayiswa Aharin Esyodav El Ha'am Vayivarchim. And then it says, Vayyedet Ma'asoy Sechatus Vahoyel Vashlamim. In other words, says the Braisa, or says Rabbi Shobin Levi, Ma'ala Halon Ba'avoyda, Aaron did it adjacent to the service, juxtaposed to the Avoyda. Afkan, it has to be linked to the Avoyda. Now, something is important. Our minig is not to say it, not even at the end of Ritzei. We don't say, That's because Moedim, we learned that in Brachas, is connected to Ritzei. But after Moedim, before Sim Sholem, that is where we say, How can you tell me that if the coin did not go to the platform? Even the way Rashi teaches, which is the, way, the, the, the interpretation. Even before the end of Ritzei, he cannot go. Rav Ami and Rav Asi that were Kahanim. Solke, they used to go to the Duchen even though they were not there by the end of Ritzei. Answers the Gemara. Rav Ami and Rav Asi. They already moved. They, started to, they already lifted their feet up to, to head towards the Duchen or to wash their hands. That is what's needed. They have to start relocating themselves before the end of Ritzei. It's only that they didn't reach there yet. 
but as long as they started to move, then they can get there before the Birchas Kahanam starts. Like the Brayse we learned by Rabbi Ishiya, that Loishonu, that they cannot say Birchas Kahanim, right? If they didn't get there by Avoy, the Eloshaloi Akadas Raglov, Avarakadas Raglov, the moment they already picked up their feet, even if they didn't reach there yet, Oila, they are allowed to participate giving Birchas Kahanim. U Tanan Hasan, and also as we learned in the Mishnah, this is the Mishnah in Brachas. All right, the Mishnah there is speaking about a case if the Baltfila is a Kayan himself and he's the only Kayan and we just learned that you give it Panim al Panim which would mean that even though when a person, the Baltfila is repeating the Shemana Esri loud, he cannot walk around. But if he's going to give the Birchas Kahanim then he can actually turn around, face the people and give Birchas Kahanim. There's another issue. The issue is that then there was no printed sedurim. People davened by heart. And there was a fear that a person will get confused. And we didn't want a person to mix up or to mess up the reading of the words of the Shemana Esrei. So the Mishnah says that a koyin who's the Baltfila should not give birchas kahanim for practical reasons. Because we are afraid that he'll get confused and he won't remember to go back and to say properly the simshalim. But the Mishnah says that im if the kain is secure with himself, shenoyseh kapav that he can duchen and he can properly go back to his tefillah, then reshoi then the baltfila the kain can give the birchas kahanim, facing the people, walking here and walking back. And now asks the gemara of Ahavinu, we have to understand, even if the kain is certain that he won't confuse the words of davening, you cannot walk around when you're doing the chazara sashats the baltfila. He can only do it after he finishes. But we just learned that if he was, if he was not Raglov by Avoida, he cannot do him. So how do you reconcile that? So it must be Holoi Akar, he didn't, he didn't move from his place. Elot must be the not Purta, that he moved a little bit. But if the Chazan, the Koin, is going to be the one giving Birchas Kahanim, so while he's saying it, say, we're not going to use the words Akar, Raglov, because he's davening Shmon He's not going to lift up his feet, but he's going to move a little bit. You know, where we have this today, that the Baltfila on, on, on the Yom Neiraim, right, when we bow down completely, so the Baltfila is davening in one place, but he has to bow down by Olenu, and then on Yom Kippur by the Kahanim. So, you know, there's a moving. He's moving, he's trying to keep his feet together. And, uh, you know, you move the shtended and he bows down and he gets back up. That movement is acceptable. So did not purta, that he moves a little bit during, let's say, hachinami, that even though that if he did not come to the platform by avoida, it doesn't mean he has to get there. It means the akadei purta, that he has to lift his feet a little bit. And if he did that a little bit, then he can join the kahanim, even though he didn't get there until the Baltfila already finished Avaidam. What was the next Namanek? And this is very much connected to the Ramah that we just read, that we understand that a bracha has to be given besimcha. And now this is a broader statement, not only to the Kayan, but when we bench with the Zimun, even if we only have three people, our meaning is now that we still bench holding a cup, the Hayyim Yayim. It's not only when there's 10. And who should be the one leading the benching who also is giving the bracha? Through the kaishal bracha, only a person who's a toiv ayin. A toiv ayin means a generous person. A generous person doesn't only mean who is acts by giving tzedakah, but more importantly, the toiv ayin also means in action, but it means in feeling. It has to be a person who's generous in his, in his, in his heart, generous in his outlook. A toiv ayin has a tremendous power to bless. Shenemar, as it says, toiv ayin hu yevayrach. You know who? The word yevayrach literally means a generous person will be blessed. That's the simple touch of yevayrach. Kinosan milach ledal, because he shares from his bread to the poor. So says the Chazal, al tikre yevayrach. Don't only read it here, that the one who does generosity will be blessed. But read it yevareich. The generous should be the one giving the blessing. And this really is a hint also, it's connected to Birchas Kahanim, because the Kayan at that moment has to be in a state of a Toiv Ayin. And a person is in an easier state of a Toiv Ayin when a person is Besimcha. How do you know that even birds sense 
if the giver of their food is a miser. Tzarei ayin means a narrow eye. Tzarei ayin is the opposite of a toy ayin. Shenemar, as it says, a pasuk in Mishlei, that in vain for nothing, the the the, the, the reshes is the people who are hunting birds. So they have nests, and they used to put seeds in those nets, in a nest, so birds should come and get those seeds. And when they came into those nests, the hunters would trap them, would catch them. So if the one who put the seeds was stingy, the birds will feel the stinginess of the gift, and they won't even go and get it. So you're wasting your seeds in the nest. In other words, that we, if we would listen to how we feel, that we, our intuition will always tell us whether the giver was a tzarayin or a toivayin. And even when you get a gift, if it's given not generously, you feel it. It doesn't feel correct. It doesn't feel good. If you, if you ignore that sense, and if you benefit from someone who is stingy, even if they do the action, it's not about the action of giving or not, it's about the feeling in the action. Imagine, as it says over there in that Pasuk and Mishlei, that altilcham es lechem ra'ayin. Don't eat the bread from someone who has a stingy eye. Kikimoy, the passage goes on, that kikimoy sha'ar banafshay kenu, and then Rashi gives two interpretations, that just like when he eats for himself, Rashi brings from Menachem ben Saruk, that he's, he estimates exactly how much do I need. He's stingy for himself, so how do you think he, he, he feels when he's giving it to you? He's also looking at you and, and saying, are you eating what you need? Or are, you, are you eating more than you need? And he doesn't feel good when he gives it to you. The way he eats for himself, he wants to impose upon you. And there are stories of great Hasidic Rebbe's that they told wealthy people in their community to eat more meat during the week. During the week. Even though many people, because of Escafia, were very limiting in what they ate for themselves, but they felt that if he, the wealthy person, will eat little himself, how is he going to give to others? Madach, me, the rich guy, I only, I only eat a limited amount. I'm going to go give you more food. So it's, live, Bahar Chava, become more generous to be more generous. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Omar, not only are you violating one love of al-tilcham, but in that same Pasuk it also says, the al-tis of, limat amoisov, don't desire what he's giving, don't eat and don't even desire. And it's, it, listen, this is not from the Tayag Mitzvahs, it's a Pasuk in Nach, but the concept is here, that Shleim HaMelech said two times, don't, al-tilcham, don't break bread from the miser, and don't even desire his bread. Now, going back to the final mnemonic of Be'egla, Amr Rabbi Shobhan Levi, all connected to the concept of stinginess, Ein Egla Rufa Ba, that the need of a decapitated calf. What's the mitzvah of Egla Rufa? That if a person, God forbid, was murdered in the land of Israel and he's outside a city, and if we don't yet know who the murderer is, so it was a mitzvah to measure, to find out which city is the closest city to the found body of the murdered person. And the elders of the city have to go out and there is a mitzvah of them decapitating a calf and making a declaration that our hands are clean. We did not murder that person. And ultimately that is connected to people being stingy. How does Egla Rufa connect to stinginess? Because Shanem it says that the elders have to proclaim our hands did not spill the blood. Period asks the Gemara Vichi all libenu, Vichi alibenu also. Will it ever go in our minds, in our hearts, Shezikne Bezdin Shaifhi Dalam Haim? That the elders of Bezdin were the ones that murdered for them to have to say, I'm innocent. You know, when you say you're innocent, you are implying that you're Shaykh to it. I could be guilty, but I'm not guilty. How, how are they even connected to such a possibility? Ella, they are. Because what they're saying is, Loibali Yodenu Upatranuhu. This person came to us, he was found murdered outside the city. Why was he outside the city? Maybe he came to the city looking for food, and we sent him off without food. And maybe, We did not see him and leave him be. And maybe that's why he went out to look for food. Or as the Mepharshim say, maybe when a person is starving, he went out to steal food. And the, and the owner fought him and killed him. 
but it ultimately perhaps came because of stinginess. If we would have been more hospitable, then he, then he wouldn't have gone, been there. Which means that, yeah, that that sorry ayin can lead to people's death. That if you have a shul, that all of the members, all of the people davening then are all kahanim, kulam oilan leduchen. All of them give birchas kahanim. Yeah, to whom? They give birchas kahanim to the Jews that are in the fields. I, any, how can that be? Asks the Gemara. How can you, how can Abba say that? We learned in Abraisa that Abba berei derav minyamin barchiyatot am sha'achoyre hakohanim, the nation, the people that are standing on the other side of the kahanim, not panim keneged panim, are not part of the bracha. So it should be likewise, just like people in the shul. They can be on the sides, but they can be behind the kahanim. They are not included. So how do people in the fields get included in the bracha? Why don't we say the same logic? By the very fact that they're not in the shul facing the kahanim, they excluded themselves. So the Gemara says, one second, When people were forced to work, if people cannot be in the Beis HaKnesses, not because they are disrespecting the birchas kahanim. They have to make a living. They are included in birchas kahanim. People that are in shul and they just as easily could have gone in front of the kahanim and they don't, ah, they're showing that they don't need it that much. So they're not included in the blessing. This, according to our meaning, that only do yantiv, the anisi is that the yidin are tinik shanish, but they don't understand that you have to come to shul. They don't even know about yantiv. So they're anisi. So they're included in the brachas. Vahatanya, vahatana, frekdigamara, we learned that the rapshimi that comes from birasa dishikhoiri, rapshimi from the bira, irha bira, from the capital of the black says that that if the shul is filled with kahanim, some of them go up to duchen, and some of them stay in the kahal to answer amin. So that's a kasha against what we learned in the b'raisa from who said that all the kahanim should go up. Should they all go up, or should they divide themselves? So says the Gemara, if you can have a, an entire minion, standing amongst the recipients of the bracha, then you should have that minion standing as the recipients. And that is a statement of Shimi from the Bira of the Shechorim. That's all, everyone is Kahanim, but there's enough Kahanim both to go up into Duchen and to have still 10 receiving, then 10 should receive because they represent all the people as a minion. But, but when, if, let's say there's only 10 people, the old Kahanim, even if only one goes up, you don't have 10 people receiving it. So then all of them should go up. Then 12 people, two should go up. You cannot announce Kohanim. And then even have 11 people. So you don't announce Kohanim. Doesn't matter. If 10 people can stay in the call, then they represent the community. Gavaldic. And if not... Then all of them go up and they're blessing Achayim Shabbosodois. Let's hop. That's right. Let's just finish this sugya. Gufa, we learned before. Tana, we learned the Braisa that was taught by Abba, Berei, Derav, Minyam, and Barchia, that Am Shachere Kahanim, that the people that are standing behind the, behind the Kahanim are not included in the Bracha. So now the Gemara says like this Pshiti, one thing is clear that Arichei Ba'api Gutsei, that having tall people stand in front of short people, so the short person cannot see the kahanim. And by the way, we'll get to that later. We don't look at them anyway. The shechina is on their hands. Even outside the Beis HaMikdash, we cover our faces, etc. If we are behind the kahanim, we are showing that we don't want to be included. But if we are facing the kahanim, but physically I can't see the kahanim because I'm short, and in front of me is someone tall, that doesn't matter. That's not a hefzik. 
Likewise, if there is a teva, if there is a, a, a bima, or even if for some reason the Aron Kodesh was separating the Kahanim and the people. For whatever reason, it's a Besaknesis that there's an Aron Kodesh in the middle also. And Kahanim are standing on the other side of the Aron Kodesh. Even if there is an Aron separating us from the Kahanim, as long as it is face to face, you're good. It's not a Hefzik. Question is, what about if there's a Mechitza? This is so relevant to our shul. Because we have the Mechitzas in the back. What happens if Kahanim are giving Birchas Kahanim and people are facing the Kahanim, but there is a Mechitza? Aron Kodesh is not called a Mechitza because it's not made to be as a divider. But if there's something that was built to be a divider, does it make a Hefzik? So Tashima, to Amr, Abishu Abin Levi, Afilu Mechitza Shal Barzil. Even the iron curtain doesn't separate Jews from their Father in Heaven. Even a mechitza is not a hefzik. As long as it is, panim can I get panim. And as we understand, as Bahashgacha Pratas in the recent years, Ananju coined the, 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 the old the communist countries, the iron curtain, that even the iron curtain, Taka did not succeed in separating Yidin from Hashem. As we see today, amazing, after all of those years, Yidin are living there and thriving in Mirza Shem going all with Mashiach Teretz Yisrael on me.